Welcome to Real Talk Wrestling. I'm your host, Josh. With me on the phone is my buddy, my pal, my... the bi- I'm running out of nicknames for you. I'm uh, the, the <laughs> You're not the Don Callis of the show. You're the... Uh, you know what? You're the Orange Cassidy of the show. You're the hook. You are the baby face that runs the place. What's going on, Chris? <laughs> oh, not a whole lot. Not <sighs> a whole lot going on. No, no, not much going on. Um, what a crazy time in professional wrestling again we got wwe promos that we're not going to talk about which are awesome i hope you watched <laughs> it um i mean i guess you can say they're AEW promos because they mentioned AEW like three times yeah which is a lot more than normal yeah and you gotta think that uh they well they didn't they didn't say the letters AEW they didn't say they what? just acknowledged its existence that's it, that's Way more than what we're used to. And what they were saying with Kevin Owens, um, Cody's like, "Oh, when I quit here, I met you, and then you you met, you introduced me to my best friends in the whole wide world, and then we started our own company." It's like, God, you guys are bringing up AEW a lot, and the Young Bucks a lot, and Kenny yeah. Omega a lot. <laughs> it's Chris crazy, but uh, good for them. It, it kind of it, it's cool. It's cool that he's able to do that. But we're not here to talk about WWE. <laughs> Here talk about still We're here to talk about the Vikingo, the, the, <laughs> the five foot two luchador. Um, yeah, it was a good match. But before we get into that, follow us on Twitter, Josh Kimmel OUS. Follow Chris on Twitter as well, RTW Chris. I've been posting a lot of um, Phil Brooks hate today. Um, don't like that guy. Really, really annoying. We'll get to him later about that Instagram post. Pretty, pretty pathetic. Um, if you ask me, but um, mm-hmm. we're going to open up the show on a positive note with um, the greatest main event in March AEW history. What? There's been some good, there's been some really good uh, uh, main events in March. There's been the Britt Baker Thunder Rosa match. There's been. I, I wasn't sure if you were throwing a dig at someone else or if you were just saying there's always good ones, but this one somehow was even better. No, there was no. I never not. know with you because sometimes you have your little heel turns there. I'm not throwing a dig. Like usually March is a pretty strong. Because it it's right after Revolution, so they're, it's always strong, right? They're yeah. always going into March strong. So that's oh, I just deleted something. So that was my thing. It was awesome. What did you think about the whole Viking? Uh, Vi- What's his name? <laughs> what? Oh, geez, you're going to ask me. Now, see, we're not real big on the independent wrestlers or the, the smaller promotion. I looked his name up earlier today, and I wrote it down, and I even looked up pronunciations, and I, and I feel I feel like Vikingo? Vikingo. But, you, but in our notes here, you have Viking Dingo, just so everyone out there listening knows. Because with Josh, everyone has to earn their AEW name. It's like a rite of passage on this show. And I guess Viking Dingo did not do enough for you, huh? No, Viking Dingo is awesome. I just think I, <laughs> Viking I, just, I can't remember his name. No, the biggest criticism going into the show was, who's this? What's a dream match? Why are they having it here? And whatever hick hit, hit redneck town they're in. Um, because sometimes, you know, a guy like that, you can't always book. You can't always go, you know what? You're going to be at Forbidden Door. Maybe he has bookings. This guy. Well, did you see they, they did provide a little bit of backstory? Yeah, on I saw. Where, how he, okay, I wasn't sure if you caught that because I don't know at what point you started watching. Well, um, I mean, I, I saw the backstory on Twitter. I saw the backstory on television. I'll tell you when I started watching Dynamite last night. When Sting started doing... The Sting, kicks? 
mate, yes, yes. And then I walked away. Seriously, I'm not kidding. <laughs> and then I walked away and I, I finished something up. I was doing something. Then I came back and the match was over. I'm like, okay, cool. All right, <laughs> let's get into some real dynamite. Uh, and that was by design, actually. I, I literally saw that there were the first match and I kind of just didn't turn it on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just over. I'm over Orange Cassidy opening the shows. I really am. I know. And so that way, you know, you don't have to be in front of your TV until at least 8.15. Yeah. That, that just gives a lot of people that are watching the Big Bang Theory, all the millions, they can all go, oh, this guy's next? Okay. We're not. What does Tony Khan think? Hey, they like the Big Bang Theory and it's full of a bunch of nerds and losers and the show sucks. So maybe they like skinny losers. So let's put Orange Cassidy out there. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what, what, what's going to happen. I don't know what's happening. My only thought on why they're doing that is maybe they are trying because I think it has maybe to do with the belt right now and that they're trying to push it and make it seem because what do we say about that belt in the beginning? It was never on TV. When Pac had it, when did we ever see it? It got introduced. He won the belt. And then we like we forgot about it because it was gone for like two or three months. Like it was only defended at like anywhere but AEW, right? And so they just went through that name change with the belt. And so I'm thinking maybe he's trying to say, hey, I need to give this belt some TV time. I want to make this belt legitimate. I don't want it to be our version of the European title. I want it to be our version of the intercontinental title. You know, like we want to bring some prestige. So I think maybe he's just trying to get it some TV time. And right now it's with Orange Cassidy. So that's who gets to go first. It would have been better if it was Jeff Jarrett, but I digress. <laughs> still, still a little salty about that one. Huh? Anyone, but Orange Cat, anybody, honestly, anybody but Orange Cassidy at this point. Yeah, he's not. He's not growing as a wrestler. Like I was thinking about that. They've been around for. Five, I think I've said this on this show. They've been around for four years, and yeah. I have seen growth from Jungle Boy, MJF, Sammy Guevara. I have not but, seen any growth from Orange Cassidy whatsoever. Yeah, but I think he's kind of set where he's at. Those are all young superstars. He's he's on the older side. It doesn't matter. People, Dan, Brian Danielson, when he was over in WWE, he wasn't young. He grew. Like he. Yeah, yeah, he kept evolving his character. And yeah. Orange Cassidy does seem set with this. This is his character. This is what you get. It, it's just, it's just not to me. That's <laughs> if, if you're still the same from year one to year four, and you've shown zero improvements. I'm just not, I'm just over you. And it's not a gimmick thing. It's just what does he really want out of his business? Yeah. And what does he want from like what what can he has he built muscle? Has he tried to get get you know what I mean? Just get some size, be taken more seriously cuz he could be if he gained like 15 pounds for real. Like I know you're like, "Oh, this is you just like big sweaty dudes." No. You dude, do. <laughs> your job but your job is to No, I know what you're saying though. Your, your job is to put on a show and do what you do and I just, I would never understand this. And this is nothing, I'm not body shaming, whatever it may be. Your job is to be half naked in front of thousands of people every night. And you don't take it serious. This goes for Bray Wyatt. This goes for Kevin Owens. This goes for Orange Cassidy. We've seen it with Sammy Guevara. That dude put on so much muscle since year one to year four. Go look at his debut match compared to now. He's trying. Yeah. He's evolving himself. Whereas someone yeah. like Orange Cassidy is like, is he just like, oh, I'm finally making money at professional wrestling? This is it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's just as much as he aspires to be. It's just that's his gimmick. He loves it. I don't know. I couldn't tell you why he hasn't evolved it, though, into anything else. Yeah. Back to Viking. Viking Dingo. Viking you, Dingo. Were wow. You, were you, how, okay. Were you afraid? 
that he was either going to botch 10,000 times or actually kill Kenny Omega? Um, I was not worried except for in one spot of that match. And I mean, did you watch that, that whole match bell to bell? Yeah. 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 You saw the whole thing. Okay. So it was at the point, I think it was a little bit later in the match where they were both up on the top rope and it took them what felt like an eternity. And I'm like, they just both look very uncertain. They look like they can't get their balance. I don't know if they're just tired, fatigued. Like they put on a great show. I'm like, I don't know what this move is, but they should just call it off. Let they me guess, just, can I guess what it is? Oh, I know you have to know which which spot I'm talking about because you already said you were kind of, I can hear you saying it too. It was taking them forever. Yes. And I was just thinking, you know, sometimes wrestlers, they go up to the top rope and they tease like they're about to do a big spot. And then one person kind of punches the other guy in the ribs and then they slowly climb back down. I'm like, I know AEW, they're not going to go that route. But right now, I really feel like they just should. Just this once, please, just don't do the move. And then they went with it, and it looked rough. And that was the only point where I was, you know, pretty concerned with what was going to happen. I I thought someone was going to get hurt at that point. That was when Kenny had him in the powerbomb position. Yes. And he switched over to, like, a hurricane and, and, like, both of their heads landed straight on the freaking... Yes, that, that was, was it. so scary to me. Um, there, there was multiple scary spots, uh, and uh, there was multiple times where I'm like, "Oh God, he's gonna botch it," and everyone's gonna laugh at AEW. That's what I thought. I'm like, "He's just gonna bo-, like Matt Seidel or, or whoever <laughs> else came in. Like, this guy's gonna botch it so bad." But he nailed everything. Yeah, and everything not, looked pretty good. Well, yeah, there was a couple rough spots, like you said, like that powerbomb spot scared the hell out of me. There was a reverse. Reverse uh, Hurricane Rana that scared the hell out of me too. Didn't look okay. as good. Um, Kenny Omega crawling and rolling onto the table was pretty sloppy and indie, but oh yeah, I didn't like that spot. No, as far as just how it looked, or I wish they could have had a way where, <coughs> yeah, he didn't crawl to it to go lay on it yeah. or cut or again take the camera away from that shot. Just don't don't show him getting on the table if that was your way how how he was going to get on the table. He wasn't, you know, like the other guy should have been pushing him onto the table. So shoving him out of the ring, something, or just don't show him. Don't show him (laughs) setting himself up to go put through a table. Yeah, I feel like we're shitting on it when we're an AEW Pro podcast, but I'm just I just don't. There's some people. And I'm one of them that likes story and logic and matches, not just, oh, he's going to do a flip. Okay, you can just tell. Kenny's mind was thinking, okay, now we got to go do this spot. Now we got to go do this spot. Now we have to go do this spot. You can kind of tell they were, everything was leading up to the spots. There was no real heat. There was no real story. There was no real anything. It was just spot, spot, spot. Um, Kenny Omega got beat up for about 20 minutes and then wins in the last minute with a one wing. And it, it, it just, it baffles me how this five foot two luchador got all it was ninety percent offense for him. Yep. Kenny Omega just took a beating. He got his ass kicked. And I thought for a second, are they gonna have this guy get pinned or is this gonna be a draw? Is you know our I thought it was gonna be a run in with the, the combat club. I thought they were gonna come in and just fuck them all up. That's <laughs> what I thought was gonna happen. I'm glad it didn't. You know AW they they like to do finishes. They like to have people actually win. But I'm like, how can you have, how can that promotion have their champion come over here and take a pin? 
And how can Omega be okay with pinning a champion? Because Omega has so much respect for other wrestlers, you know. Yes, absolutely. So I thought I was really, I didn't know how this was going to end. It was one of those rare matches. I didn't know how it was going to end. Yeah, I get what you're saying with all the spots and everything, but I wonder if they had hyped this up so much that they felt like they really need to put on a visual spectacle. Well, where they said, we've, we've got to hit all these big spots. You know what I mean? It's almost where like, they dropped a little bit of the story of the match out of it, and it was more about hitting those spots because they just they wanted the wow factor. How, how about this? Instead of instead of calling it label on Twitter, it's a dream match, you know, uh, AEW dream. Instead of labeling it that, how about we say promoted on Twitter, young prodigy Viking Dingo takes on our former world champion. Is there a bird? No, I'm sorry. This is a dog. He went and found the ball. Okay. That's right. I'm like, that's a bird. No, but no. but why, they promoted it as in dream match, where yet 90% of your viewers had no idea who this guy was. So it made your company look foolish. Yeah. All you had to do was, like I said, young prodigy, young up-and-comer, wants to take on Kenny Omega. This guy's phenomenal wherever he works right now. And put a, put a video package of his highlights. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. just don't just put dream match. Nobody's dreamt of this. Nobody's thought of this. No one even cares. <laughs> nobody cared about this. We we cared about it, but nobody was. This wasn't Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair. Yeah. This wasn't Stone Cold Bret Hart. This was Viking Doe and Kenny Omega, who's been on national TV for four years. Yeah, and I think that's that's what it is. Is these people aren't really on a big national TV scale to where we can really get to know them. So yes, in the small, you know, really inner circle of the wrestling community, maybe for them, it's a dream match because they knew what this guy was capable of. But, you know, people like us that aren't as hardcore of a viewer, aren't going to know who this guy is. So it wasn't on my, my bucket list of matches to see. No, there's, I can think about five more matches on AEW where they're already rostered. Who's a better match. It might be who I'd, dream about seeing but it was a great match i don't want to take anything away from vikingdo like what's his name yeah overall they had a really great match so i i enjoyed it for yeah, what it was i enjoyed it i enjoyed the end which we're going to go into right now i enjoyed the run-in with the bcc coming in there mm-hmm. taking out omega we all knew the only thing i don't like about it which tony khan loves doing this shit like we didn't need to see the ambulance we didn't need to hear the ambulance that's kind of weird the whole everyone heard the ambulance go through the PA system. How do they hook that up? That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. It was that that camera's feed, I guess. Right. If you're gonna do a spot with an ambulance, and you're gonna do a spot like that, the ambulance better show up in the goddamn arena. Yeah. Because you know how long it took for him to park the ambulance and then it, <laughs> and then him to run. Or it yeah. better be a pre pre taped segment. Pre recorded, yeah. It needs to be pre recorded with took a small f- delay. It took him forever. Yeah. It took him forever to come out. I Felt mean, like an eternity. And he came out, and they all ran. It's three verse one still. What's the, what, what? Yeah, I didn't understand that part. I thought that part seemed a little a little silly. It, rather than all running, you know, maybe one at a time, they go running after him rather than all of them just clear the ring. Well, why are you clearing the ring for him? Unless they're just trying to build him up, you know, to be – the top baby face and make him feel like a legitimate badass being that he recently had that match with Moxley and everything. So that was the only reason I could think of why, but it still 
seemed a little off that three really good wrestlers that are all full health are running away from one guy. Yes. Yes. But you know, it was a good spot at the end. I wish, you know, I'm, I'm glad the whole Don Callis thing happened. Kind of saw that happening. Um, yeah. Omega's like, no, cause I like the fact that we're seeing these stories where two best friends broke, broke, broke away. They broke up and now they're getting back together. Yep, and we saw that with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So we're we're going to see it again on the AEW side. I like yes. how they're actually playing it up as like they don't like each other. They, yeah, they still don't really. There's there's still that little bit of tension between them. Yes, whereas in sometimes, and this isn't always the case in every wrestling show, but sometimes all it takes is one run in and they're best friends again. It's like wait, yeah. wait a minute, and that's most of the time. Whereas Kevin Owens and Zayn are playing it up pretty well, it's already done. It's already been over, but now um, these guys are playing it up well. And I, 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 I don't know when it's going to happen, but I can't wait to see the unification. Like, how is it going to happen? I'm already ready yeah. for that because you know yep. it's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Think it'll happen by the pay per view. Yeah, it's got to happen before the pay per view. I, I don't know. You know, it's a long. They do a long build up. Yep, that's what I'm saying. I don't even know if it'll be by this pay-per-view. It, it might, you or if know, that'll just be kind of something there. Maybe they look like they're about to do it there, pull the trigger, but they don't because something else happens there. And so it, they extend the story even longer. And it sounds like they wrote off the box off TV again. Yeah. Because it does. They keep talking about hype. how injured. And, yeah, they keep on hyping up. Oh, you're in a singles. You're a singles run now. You're going back to the singles. So that means they're 100% done with. The trios titles, which is good. I think that's a good good move. Uh, yeah, let some other people use it to kind of rise up the ranks. They don't. They really don't need belts. I feel like they don't, but they need to build up the division. That division's trash. Yeah, that division's totally trash. Yep. Um, but yeah, good segment overall. Great main event. Good way to send the fans home happy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so we have some 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 moron in the news who's who has a national television or television show radio show on Sirius, yes. uh, Bully Ray, a nobody. And, I, and I'll say that he's a nobody. When when you when you talk about professional wrestlers, he won't even be in the top one hundred people you ever talk about. Yeah. So he came out and said that when he thinks of the word pro wrestler, here's his quote: When I hear the word pro wrestler. I think of Randy Orton, not Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is definitely one of the best of something in the world. I just don't know what it is. I just don't know if the right word is pro wrestler. I would also love to see Kenny Omega versus Randy Orton, a Kenny Omega versus a John Cena, guys that understand real psychology. Bully Ray, your whole gimmick was you're a fat redneck who says get the tables and you did nothing. Yes, you were a great tag team. Yes, you're not one of the best tag teams. You're not even top 10. You're not even top 15. You're a nobody. What do you think about this? Like all these freaking, not just him, Disco Inferno, all these loser, mid-card losers always criticizing AEW. What do you think that's about? Um, maybe one of two things. It could be about um, staying relevant. And then also it could be about just brand loyalty, the company that made them big, you know, because this isn't just some t-shirt company anymore, you know, 
And so maybe they're seeing how successful they are and just staying loyal to, to WWE and your boy Vince. <laughs> yeah, but he he went off to TNA and did impact because he wanted to keep on wrestling and Vince wasn't loyal to him. It's just a weird, like every time, that, and I get it, I just spoke about it. I like psychology in the ring. I don't know why Vikingo and Kenny Omega were doing these high spots to kill each other. I don't know where the where the real heat was. Yeah. I get that. You know, sometimes when, when you see 650 splashes and table shots and guys going through freaking guard rails, for what? Right? For what? Whereas yeah. psychology, they give you like, okay, when it finally happens, oh, they went through that or, oh, they did this. Oh, they did this. Whereas when I'm watching Vikingo and... Kenny Omega, it's just nonstop every second. It's kind of meaningless. So I get it. Yeah. I get it. But to call him not a professional wrestler is insane. Yeah, that uh, that part of it makes no sense. I, I don't know. Maybe that's his way of saying he wants to see more out of him than just spots. Well, we, but, ha- we had that freaking out year and a half story with him and Paige. Like, that was psychology. What else does he oh, want? Oh, yeah. No, that's what I was just about to allude to is... Maybe he was just thinking about the here and now, but I was about to ex- say exactly that. Is that he did give us the right. He's kind of like an all-around wrestler. He can do a lot of stuff. He can give you a great match. He can also give you a good story, too. And he can also feel, he feels like a big deal every time he comes out with the way he presents himself. North Carolina, the best yeah. ring entrance of all time. Oh, yeah, it's great. I love his stats. He always gives out. Kenny Omega's been the AAA, blah, 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 364 more days than Vikingo. Like, that was such like, a... <laughs> <laughs> I love that stuff. By the I way, always got, I got to sit and listen to it. <clears throat> By the way, when he came out, this Viking guy, he's awesome. I don't want, I'm sorry I don't know his name. I'm so sorry. I, you, know, you, know, you know I'm bad with names. He yep. came out with his... <laughs> Dollar store Viking hat, his dollar store Viking cape. <laughs> it looked god awful. It looked cartoonish. Looked indie-ish. It looked terrible. It really did. But I looked past it because I'm like, hey, he's 24 years old. He's just getting into it. This is indie shit. This is what you see on the indies. I get it. I totally get it. Couldn't be worse than carrying Cross's gimmick with Vince, right? Um, yeah, right. But he, he went on the ropes and he looked like a star. He looked like a big star. Oh, absolutely. And then when Kenny Omega came out. That star that Vikingo looked like turned into a scrub. Honestly, seeing Omega tower over him and just look ten thousand times better kind of took me out of it at the fir- at the first part of it. But I'm like, wait a minute, this guy who cares what he looks like? Let's see him work. But I can't ever look past. Even when Rey Mysterio was little, he still looked like a star. This guy looked like he was in a Viking Halloween costume. That yeah. being said, I understand his probably he's not making the money. He's probably not you know. He just like day and night, you know, AAA, whatever they do over there. Never seen the promotion. Don't know how much money they get paid. I get it. But to me, if you're going to go on national TV, Tony, could you like hook him up with some good gear? Jeez, man. Yeah, that would be good. If he could, I was about to say, cause I don't know at 24, he's just not going to be able to swing it. Well, I know I doubt MJF swings it, but he work also makes millions of dollars working for AW. Oh yeah, exactly. That's the difference though. Yeah. Uh, BCC, the bullet, Club, Psych, the Blackpool Combat Club, they are awesome now. They're just kicking everyone's ass. Yep. Um, I used I used the uh, Moxley stew match as a nap. I legitimately slept through the entire thing. Do not care about it. Um, but it helped me get to the Vikingo match. But I do love the whole story of them just beating the shit out of everybody. Everybody. Doesn't matter who yep. you are. Beat them up. 
do you think they took out the Bucks? Um, I think so. They took. I feel out, like that's what. Whoa, whoa, hold on. They stay. Hold on. Hold on. They, we saw them take out Stu. We saw them try to take out Omega. We didn't see them take out the Bucks, did we? I missed that part. That was in the beginning. No, it's a mystery. We don't know who who did it. Don Callis has been trying to separate them for three weeks now. Don Callis set this up. Yeah. And I'm sure it wasn't the BCC. I'm sure it was. it's something else. I don't know. I don't think, because if the BCC took them out, we would have seen the BCC take them out. I think it was Callis and something else. I think it was somebody else. I can see where you're getting at that, but maybe they just did it as like a, you know, we didn't know who was doing the beatdowns first, and now they're just taking them very publicly kind of a deal too. So I don't know. Well, I'm sure we'll find out. It'll be a mystery at some point, unless it was just a way to write them off TV and there's not going to be an explanation. Yeah, but it, it, and on top of that, though, the whole story of the night was Kenny can't wrestle because he's so upset. All of his best friends are hurt. And Don Callis, yeah. time, you're a singles guy now. This is what you wanted. This is what we needed. So he was hyping him up thinking, I'm just thinking, somebody did it. I don't know who, but I don't think it was BCC. Yeah. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. What do you think about their new attitude, their new shield-like attitude? Oh, I love it. This is perfect for them. This is what they should have been doing for a long time now. Yes. It's what I thought they were going to be when they formed. Yeah, unfortunately, they had to go baby face because of other reasons. But yes, this is what they should be the entire time. No friends, no care, no feelings. Just beat everyone up. Yep. And this is going to perfect for the group. Now, do you think? Um, do you think that Danielson? Do you think that he'll ever join them in this aspect? Because I feel like he's like not even really a member anymore. He has to. He has to. This is setting up for a four-on-four blood and guts match. He has to. There's yeah. no other way. Pages. I just feel like every week that goes by, he becomes more and more disassociated with the group. Like he just, like he might wear a little small something of theirs, maybe, but like he never comes out with them. I feel like, kind of like rarely, if at all. Kind of like Paige in the Elite. Like he's he's always been part of the Elite, the group, but he wasn't. But know. he's still kind of tied into a storyline. Like I, I, if I was just starting to watch AEW, I could see that Paige. I could tell that Paige had some history with the elite. I would not even know that Brian Daniels is, is with the BCC at all. I would have no clue. I think it's because he had to play babyface against MJF. And they, and at the same time, Moxley was already turning, turning heel against Paige. So they couldn't really, it wouldn't make sense for the group. I think when he comes back, which I don't know if you saw that promo with new Japan pro wrestling, they just, no, they, they put out a tweet that was like a debut of somebody. And it was like literally just showed the world, like a, a, a space shot of the world, of Earth. And then Brian Danielson turned his profile picture to that same photo. Oh, okay. So I don't know if Brian's going to go do a stint in New Japan. I don't know. Or maybe he's just doing it to hype up um, Forbidden Door 2. I don't know what it is. But I do think he comes back as the American Dragon and joins the BCC. And I think there's going to be a Blood and Guts match. Okay, I'd be down for that. Like, I, don't I wouldn't s- mind seeing him, you know, involved with the group again. How else? But like we said on a on a prior show too, sometimes it just feels like he's too big for the group. Well, well, Moxley's too big for the group too, I think, because he is the face of AEW. 
And I also think Kenny Omega is too big for the elite. I always thought that. I didn't like their trios run. I wanted him by himself. I think he's yeah. too big for the, for the elite. I think Hangman's, Hangman's not too big for the elite. He could be a trios. But I think Omega is yep. a certified star. Oh, absolutely. Definitely one of the biggest stars they have there. So I'm excited where, to see where this goes. I do think eventually it has to end in blood and guts. has to. Yeah. There's no other way. That'd be perfect. That'd be the perfect way for for that story to go. There's no other way. Four on four. Maybe you add a fifth. I don't see who else you could add unless Adam Cole joins um, the elite. And then you could make, I don't know, somebody over there on that side uh-huh. join. I don't know. I don't want them to just plug someone in for the sake of plugging them. But they're friends, and they they they're they're real life friends. Yeah, and they do have stories. And last time we saw Adam Cole on TV, like wrestle in a storyline, him and Omega were having issues. So yeah, it could it could lead to something. Let's go to Adam Cole. I don't know why he's not on my list. He should be on my list. He was on my list. Maybe I took no. Him he wasn't on your he list. He was on my list somewhere today. Adam Cole. Baby is wrestling next week, and he has the perfect, by far the perfect opponent. I didn't even think about this guy. I, we were naming people, and I, he didn't even come across our list. I don't think Daniel Garcia. Yeah, I think this is great. Yeah, I Definitely think a really good matchup. I think he Daniel Garcia, not his best promo ever, but God, it was it was really good. Yeah, he's definitely come a long way. In the last what year? What you're telling me a wrestler can grow and change? <laughs> so weird. It's so weird how so, somebody can grow and change and get over. Yep. But he definitely. Did. I love. I love the fact where he got real passionate, real into his promo, and then he, uh, you know, slipped up and called himself one of the best wrestlers. And then the whole crowd, ooh, and he's like, uh, "Sports entertainers." Yeah. I love that. I'm glad they did that. It shows me that Daniel Garcia, like, I feel like they fumbled. They dropped the ball with him, as in he was supposed to be awesome. He had this big feud with Brian Danielson. He was a professional wrestler. And then he went back to the society and did nothing. Yeah. Went right back to what he was doing. Nothing. Beforehand. And, like, it's not even like what he was doing beforehand. He went back to... Five steps back, because at least he was in the main event having promo time with Jericho, promo time with Brian. Then it was just like background. He was background to Jake Hager. I like this hat. Yeah. Got more time than <laughs> than Daniel Garcia. It was bad, but I'm glad yes. he's back. Uh, him and Cole are gonna crush it. It's gonna be a great match. You think that'll open the show? Maybe is that's, that a show opener right there? Th- that's the main event. Um, Garcia doesn't say the line. I've made invented more times. He doesn't say that. Without it yeah. being the main event. True. I was just, I mean, I think it's definitely main event worthy. It's just, you know how Tony is. He usually puts his champions on last. So I guess that would mean there would be no title matches. No, uh, Orange, next week. Orange Cassidy is going to open up a show, man. That's, that's right. Orange Cassidy. It's always Orange Cassidy, no matter what. Yep. Always Orange Cassidy. <laughs> uh, next thing on the list, FTR, your boys. FTR. Yep, I love them. They're uh, they're not quitting the company. Just want to let everyone know that. I, yeah. I I just have a strong feeling they are staying with the company. I don't think Tony Khan would bury them by losing to the Ass Boys on the way out. I don't think he's that kind of guy. So you don't think that would be them putting them over, helping to put them over further? 
by saying, hey, we're leaving, we're going to have our match for, you know, the sake of the story, explaining where we're at, we're gone because we're getting fired or leaving or whatever. Do you think they're definitely going to win? I the titles? Oh, yeah. I think they're winning the titles. I think they're staying. I think their decision will be to stay in AEW. I just don't see Tony Khan as the guy going, oh, your contract's ending in two weeks and you're not Cody Rhodes. Oh, yeah, you can have TV time. Yeah, you can get a title match. No. They signed him. They re-signed them because we already got the reports that they re-signed. We already have those reports. Mm-hmm. Well, there's smoke, there's fire. Then all of a sudden, oh, no, 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 we didn't re-sign. And then all of a sudden, Dax goes on Twitter. We made our decision. You'll know in April. Okay, you re-signed. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. Cool. <laughs> Congratulations. Like, I don't know. I just don't think they would do the stipulation if they knew they were leaving. I just don't yeah. think they would. Do you but think it, that's it for the ass boys that are done with their championship reign? This tells the story. The story is FTR's back, and and, and they're going to take over, and and eventually we're going to get that Bucks FTR match again, uh, the third yep. one, and we're going to get the rubber match, and then it's going to be awesome. And we're yep. going to see some FTR Lucha Bros. We're going to see FTR versus um, – I can't even think of everyone else because everyone else sucks. Lately in, in the tag team division, but we're going to see a lot of, well, this, I think that'll be good though. It'll be good for them to put on some good matches with some other tag teams. Yes. As long as it's not jungle boy and Luchasaurus, I don't want them back together. And, um, Oh, we're going to see 2.0 in FTR. That'd be awesome. Is it, is it? Nope. 2, no, not 2.0. Who are those little kids that like to flip around? Top flight. Top flight. <laughs> Top flight. Right. 2.0 is, uh, the Jericho appreciation society now. Yeah. Those guys. I don't want to see those guys. Those guys suck. No. Those guys yeah. are trash. Those guys never got over. They, they started to at the, at the very beginning. They've cool. That whole group sucks. That's got to be. Yeah. I know you say the firm is the job squad. No, the Jericho Appreciation Society is the job squad. No, it's, it's, they're not great, but no, the other one is definitely the job squad. I'm sorry. You never convinced me otherwise. <sighs> Do you want to see Wardlow versus Goldberg? No. Because it's happening. I don't want to see anyone versus Goldberg. It's happening. I, I, I didn't want to see Goldberg five years ago. Goldberg versus Wardlow, all out, will happen. You, yeah. don't, you don't think Tony Khan will bring him in? Oh, I think he will, and it scares me. <laughs> because he's a big name, and that's going to bring eyes to his product, right? For, like what we were talking about, the casual fans, you know, that say, oh, Goldberg's going to be wrestling. Hey, I need to tune in to watch this. The people, you know, our friends that maybe haven't watched it in 15 years, they still recognize the name Goldberg. Hey, Goldberg's on. I need to check that out. No, you're not wrong. And it'd be a smart business move. I'd bring him in. I'd bring him in. Yeah. I'd bring him in and I'd put him against Wardlow for real, real life. I'd have Wardlow go over and then that's it. Like, that'd be the run. All right, thanks, Goldberg. You helped out. <laughs> Seriously, I would, because not only are you getting that, that those ratings for those months he's there, you're, you're getting Wardlow back over. Yeah. Or you think you are. I mean, that's that's got to be the match. What? Who else would match up against Goldberg and have a chance? I don't know. Like, who would you even want to put with him? I wouldn't. There's a lot of people I'd want to keep away from him because uh, I, I don't want him to hurt them. <laughs> I heard somebody say Sting. 
Oh, geez. Sting Goldberg? WCW rematch from like 1992 or whatever, 1998. Let's make it, let's make it a triple threat with Jeff Jarrett, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. I'm down. Jeff Jarrett's awesome. Don't you, bat, don't you badmouth Jeff Jarrett. He's been doing phenomenal can, work out there. They can fight for the, at the time, vacated uh, European Intercontinental International title. There you go. All Atlantic. All Atlantic. No, I think, uh, honestly, <clears throat> I think... A lot of people hate Goldberg for reasons that ob- are obvious. You know, he buried so many people, so much talent. Yes. Only cares about himself, doesn't really care about the business. And he's got a limited move set. He can do like four moves. Oh, okay. So he's like Orange Cassidy. Got it. Oh. Orange Cassidy, but taking over the top spotlight with your four moves. Listen. Listen. Yo, it's, listen. It's, it's, his, it's his look. He's got a good wrestling look. I'll give him that. Who would have thought in 2023 I'd be promoting Goldberg on AEW television? Yeah. Who would have thought that you would be talking about Goldberg on any wrestling in 2023? We could have. If we would have had this conversation 10 years ago, you wouldn't think it'd be a thing. We could have Goldberg and Gage, who's his son, versus Hook and Taz. Set it up. (laughs) There you go. Set it up. I don't know. I don't want to watch that shit. All right. No. Last thing. Last thing on the docket, because we're old and we're tired. <laughs> CM Punk decided to put something on Instagram and then delete it. Earlier in the day, Dave Meltzer said, and I quote, what it says is he wants back in, which we've already known, and other people have said that too. It's up to Tony Khan. Tony's going to make the decision at some point. Right now, he's probably just about ready, if not already ready, um, from the torn triceps. So it's one of those things that he can do soon enough, and then it's tough decision, Meltzer said. So he does want to come back. We all know Punk wants to come back. Yeah. And then he puts this thing on Instagram where, where if you haven't seen it by now, I don't feel like reading it, but he pretty much calls Jericho a liar, a stooge. He calls um, he calls someone else an idiot who dealt, Dave Meltzer's a liar. Meltzer, yeah. And then he says that... um. The whole squash match idea was Moxley's idea from Rocky 3. The most devastating part about this entire post is he's never seen Rocky 1, 2, 3, or 4 ever. CM Punk says, I've never seen a Rocky film. Um, <laughs> so the whole angle was like Mr. T thing. If you watch Rocky 3, Mr. T beats Rocky in like in three seconds. Yeah. And then Sly comes back and beats the shit out of him in the, in the main event um, later down the road. So that was the whole premise of that. But he also said that he wasn't medically cleared to wrestle. And they were like, no, it's going to be a squash match. Moxie's going to beat you in like five seconds. Just go wrestle. You don't need to be cleared for that. So that's pretty bad. Now, is that Punk saying that? Is Punk lying? Look, I mean, I if would, he's trying to come back, that would be a, wouldn't be the right time to, to lie about things. It also wouldn't be a good time to throw them under the bus about medical stuff either. So I, I don't see what the point of that post was. I don't understand it either. I don't know if Meltzer is lying. I don't know if there. Maybe he did. Maybe Tony Khan made his decision. Said, "I'm not. You're not coming back. You're done." And that's when he raged and put this t- uh, Instagram story out there. Quickly deleted it. Like he's smart enough to delete it. Or maybe it's a storyline. Maybe it's all work. Oh, geez. Next level getting getting the uh, social accounts involved in the storylines. What if it is a work? Then I'm going to be upset. I don't want him back. No, thanks. It was fun for a little bit. 
but please, no thanks. Yeah, I don't want him back either, just because of this reason. This was real. This is pretty pathetic that he would do this. And Jericho's getting into it. He posted the delete um, meme yes. on his Instagram account. Hilarious. Jericho, Jericho was reported saying that he told everyone in the AW locker room, him and Moxley and Danielson said, he's never coming back. We're all safe. Don't worry about it. And then a lot of people said that was a false report. Jericho even said that's a false report. Yeah. Now Jericho's on the side. Well, I, I don't, he didn't say this, but now he's doing the tweets, doing the Instagram stories, pretty much telling, like making fun of Punk. And Punk's putting that shit about Jericho. Maybe there was more to that story than we all thought. No. I don't know. I just, it already seems like more drama. I just feel like it would be so bad for the locker room. I, I don't, I don't think the pros outweigh the cons. If depending on what we've heard, that's true and not true. It just feels like it, they would be better off. They've got plenty of talent on that roster. So don't do it, Tony. Don't do it. Tony, I know you're listening. Don't do it. Do not do Don't it. do it. Him and Rebel can go away together forever. Forever. <laughs> All right, man. We're going to wrap it up. We're going to leave it at that. I'm on a somber note of CM Punk. I'm sorry. Um, but, hey, if you enjoyed the show and our banter, follow us on Twitter, Josh Kimball OUS. That's Chris, RTW Chris on Twitter as well. We are a independent podcast um, supported by you guys, the, the people that listen and give us the five-star reviews. So please keep on doing that. Share it with a friend. Um, I notice a lot on Twitter you guys are interacting with me a little bit more, and especially Chris on his one night a week on Wednesday nights. So thank That's you right. for that. Um, until next week, Chris, you got anything to leave us with? Any any encouraging words? Actually, I have the opposite. I was going to say two things. I'm looking forward to that um, Adam Cole match. That should be great. Some more good wrestling on the horizon. And um, if you, any of our listeners out there work at Bleacher Report, please give me my money back. Wow, you still don't have your money back. <laughs> nope. Still uh, don't have it back. So hopefully next week I'll have better news. Wow. Well, hopefully next week you're $50 richer and we can um, have a great show and yep. talk about how Adam Cole tore it down. Till next week, peace out, guys. All right. See ya. See ya. <laughs>